0: Hello, welcome to my podcast. My name is Tomi Rutimi. You already know who I am. And if you don't know, I run a fashion label here in Lagos, Nigeria called Exclamations. I've been running this brand as a proudly Nigerian premium ready to wear brand for the past almost 18 years now. So I think I know a thing or two. Today's podcast is about shedding customers, shedding customers now I know typically we all like to hear about gaining new customers and I talk a lot about introducing your brand to new customers I talk a lot about um, you know expanding your markets expanding your reach stretching the lifespan of your bestsellers most of the things we talk about when we talk about business or marketing is how we can acquire new customers but there is something we don't talk a lot about. And we all experience at some point, it's the nature of business. And that is shedding customers, which is really just another way of saying, you know, losing some customers. Um, I call it shedding because the nature of shedding is, you know, when you lose, uh, when you shed a skin, you know, you're making way for new skin. You know what I mean? Like when they say um, a snake sheds its skin. You know, when it sheds the skin, there's a new skin to use. So um, that's what we're talking about today. That's what this episode is about, shedding customers. I've experienced shedding customers quite a bit in my career. And the real reason why I think it's important to talk about it is because when I was experiencing mine, and I still do, everybody does, it's something that caused me to worry. And um, in hindsight, I shouldn't have worried at all. Um, And if you are at that point where you feel you are losing some of your best customers or you're losing some customers you really, really um, value, um, maybe you don't need to worry about it. Maybe you just need to understand the reasoning behind it, um, the reason why you're shedding customers and what you need to do. So I'm going to talk about some of the reasons why you may be shedding customers now. And um, then, of course, you can you can decide if you want to be deliberate about how you go about things, you know. So anyway, let's start with um, number one. I talk a lot about evolving. As a brand, my brand has evolved quite a lot. Um, if you have followed my brand or if you're a customer of the brand from day one, and we have quite a number of people who... Um, having customers from, for, of the brand for a while, you will notice that, uh, brand has evolved quite a bit. The spirit of the brand hasn't changed. The essence of the brand hasn't changed, but, um, we have evolved. Now, one thing that comes with evolution, which is necessary for any business, particularly in this age, you know, the business of fashion is so fast paced and, um, The customers are constantly looking for the next best thing. And more importantly, they have access to different brands. Customers are not only looking to purchase, they're looking to have a relationship. They're also looking to be educated. They are looking to identify and they're looking for a connection. You need to understand that it's no longer business as usual. People are not just looking to come to you, buy a dress and then they're done, you know, um, People will do this for commodity-type pieces, you know. But in general, people really want a connection with the brand that they are consistently buying from. You know, you can have one of purchases out of, you know, you need something urgently or it's convenient to, to buy from this brand. But a brand that you intend to make part of your life, part of your habit, the brand you plan to keep buying from, to have a long li- long um, lifelong to have like a lifelong um, you know relationship with in terms of you know your connection with your brand, it's definitely going to be a brand you want to identify with. So you need to be authentic and you need to consistently evolve so that you remain interesting. And so that you keep showing the different sides of who you are. As a person and of course, as a brand, you need to be dynamic. Now, one of the things that will happen as you evolve. And what I find with evolution is this. As we evolve, we are evolving to become our most heightened self. Your best self, you know. The journey to getting from where you are to the best of who you are is evolution. So you start at the bottom of the barrel, bottom of the pyramid, you know, which is just your instincts and, you know, just, you know, you you just get an idea, you put it out there. But if you're going to be deliberate about who you are and be the best of who you are, it takes a lot of understanding of who your brand is, who your ideal customer is, you know, what your market is about, you know, and you keep, you know, evolving, you know, as you get more understanding, as you get more empowered, as you get more funding, you keep evolving to become the best of who you are until you get to a point, you know, like, you just reach a point where you are honestly your best self. Like, I don't know when that journey will end because there's so many layers to us, you know, but that's what we are trying to do. We are trying to be the best brand we can be. And the journey from being who we are from the very beginning to the best we can be is evolution. You have to keep evolving. But one thing happens as you evolve, you're going to shed people. You're going to shed customers. You're going to shed staff. You're going to shed even some of who you are, like things and habits that are not beneficial to you, mindsets that are not Um, beneficial to you, you know, you are changing as well with the brand, but you're going to shed customers, customers who are not moving with you, customers who are maybe content with this, you know, this version of who you are that is not your best, but they are fine with that, it serves them well, as you become a better version of yourself and a more authentic version of your your true self they start to leave it could be for whatever reason some of them may not be able to afford you anymore because you are now offering um a higher end type product because that is what you can best serve or some of them may not be able to um identify with your new aesthetic because it's just simply not who they are some people you are going to outgrow you know, just in terms of your offering and in terms of, you know, how personalized your services can become. There are so many reasons why you may no longer be relevant to a customer at this point. Now, if you fight it, right? If you fight it and you keep trying to hold on to these people and you don't identify why you have to let them go or why they are leaving you, you know, and you just consider it to be, you know, something on your part that you have done wrong, you are not going to grow past them. You are going to keep trying to satisfy them at the risk of not going to the next level or to the next phase of your business, right? So sometimes it's painful. It's painful, you know, I'm I'm not saying this, to be insensitive, um, it is painful because as entrepreneurs, and if you are doing it right, as entrepreneurs, we not only gain customers, we form relationships, right? Especially when you're a startup, you form relationships, you form bonds with people because, you know, you're part of your lives and, you know, at the early stage you, you try to be as um, personal as possible, you know. You deliver the pieces to them, you know what I mean. You call them on their birthdays, you attend their events. So you end up being friends with these customers, you know. You have a relationship. And for a lot of us, we feel if you lose the customer-vendor relationship, you have lost the the, the friendship as well, you know. And, and, and to a large extent... Um, That is the case, you know. You feel you've lost it. So you're trying to hold on to both. My advice is, if it is not a failing on your part, right? If it's not a failing on your part in terms of the quality of your service delivery, if it's really from you trying to become a better brand or trying to become more authentic trying to do what you're more you know passionate about and you find that this customer is not on board i don't want you to deliberately let her go in the sense of you know just being just cut her off but i want you to be very very clear about who you are, what you stand for, what you're trying to do with your brand. And then let's have her make an informed decision about whether or not she wants to stay with this brand. But if you are dilly-dally, you are not either here nor there, you are not committed all the way to any, you know, way, um, she's going to be confused herself and eventually she's going to leave you more out of confusion than out of conviction. Right? Um, so... That is one number one reason, you know, it's the primary reason why you may be evolving and you may be, um, and because you're evolving, you are shedding customers. Um, this is going to be my major point this morning because evolution is very, very, very important for a brand, particularly at this point in time. Um, I have lost some opportunities to evolve, um, and when I think back, I recognize those opportunities when they came and when they went. Right? There have been several opportunities again, and you know I'm older and wiser now. I grab them now when I see. Oh, this is okay. I see. I see what's going on here. Right? Um, so I'll give another example. Of something that happened to me. Um, And this is leading to my second point. You may be shedding customers because you are no longer useful to these customers. still part of being um, a brand that is evolving. But in this sense, I'm really talking about you, you know, you not being as accessible to the customer as you as used to be it's part of evolving as well, you know, so when I started my business, I used to be very hands on like most of us. I would deliver product to my customer, I would call her on her birthday, I would show up at her events, you know what I mean, I would pick up the call time she calls. I would attend to her personally when she comes to the store. Um, and I would actually go to her office if she needed me to, to fit her. You know, I was very, very, very hands-on. As my business got bigger, I found that not only was this no longer convenient, it was no longer something that appealed to me because my time was now a lot more valuable. I was now a mother. Um, I had staff under me. I now had people who were coming to the store to um, buy from me. And every time I left the store to attend to somebody personally, I was losing business. And I was also losing time with my family, with my children. Something would give, you know what I mean? And it was really difficult for me to express this to my customers because they were more or less so used used to this um very hands on me. So I remember the last time I attended to a customer like this. You know, I went to her office to um, to deliver an outfit and to also pick up a check. And I remember she made me wait in her office lobby for what felt like at least thirty minutes to an hour. And eventually, when she got to see me, and this is somebody who. Um, I quite liked, but it was clear that um she had taken this service for granted because I had allowed her to take it for granted, so that day, I remember she you know she kept me waiting, you know, and by the time I got to her office again, she went on and on with a conversation that honestly was either here or there. She kept complaining about uh, some of the pieces she got for me, even though she she did had worn them, and she loved them anyway. She gave me my check and it was clear to me that day that that was the last time I was going to do a house call. Now, the funny part of it was that when I got back to my office, to my store, my sales staff said to me that, um, oh, a customer had just left. Uh, it was a first-time customer who had just discovered the brand and she came to buy and she had just left. And she bought items from the store that were three times the amount on the check I went to go and collect for me this was just God telling me you know you've outgrown this thing you need to focus your energies in your store and stop going out for personalized services and if people want um, personalized services like that they would have to pay for it and then you are not even the one that would attend to them so that was what I did. I put a system in place in place for personalized services. But the next phase of that was I now began to create an experience in the store. With the variety that was in the store, I had just introduced ready to wear. So, with the variety that was available in the store, People now preferred coming to the store and it's still, you know, it's a, it's a challenge we have right now. Well, it's a good challenge. People prefer coming to the store now because of the experiences, the experience they have in the store. Being able to try a variety of items, um, you know, how warm and pleasant um the, the, the customer service, the ladies are in the store, um, the general ambience of the store, you know, just the vibe of the store. People like it. Until now, we still we keep getting our feedback from our customers at Excavations. But so, you know, I, I started sending my staff out for the personalized services. And then when the customers would come to the store themselves, they started saying, you know what, I don't want somebody to come and... Um, You know, attend to me in my office or in my house. I'd rather come to the store because I get to achieve a lot more. So, um, yes, you could have outgrown this customer. That could be the reason why you may need to shed her. You could have have outgrown this customer, and if you hold on to her, right, if you hold on to her, you're going to be stuck there. You're going to be stuck there, and that is all you will be able to achieve, that level. You want to shake that off and move on to the next level, and of course, you would ideally like to carry her along with you to the next level. So I'm not saying you should be rude or you know unnecessarily, um, you know, insensitive to this customer. Your aim is to carry as many people along as possible, but only if you find that this person does not want to be carried along because this next phase that you are going into does not serve her or her need at this point then you may just politely need to let her go but what happens is when she gets to a point where she's ready for your service if you have transitioned well you have left the door open for her to come and join you which is typically what happens if the customer misses your service so much that she realizes that oh, she needs to make her way to you if she wants to keep enjoying this service, she will find you out as long as you've made it convenient and made yourself accessible, right? So um, that is point number two. You could have outgrown this customer. So stop trying to force yourself to stay relevant to her. You know, um, again, when you shed customers, you gain new customers, For every one customer that I have shared, I am certain I have gained at least three more. Now, I don't go out on my way to shed customers, but I'm deliberately evolving, deliberately trying to stay true to what I am passionate about. Everything I do with my brand is a reflection of my passion. And I am not ready to let go of my passion. If if I'm no longer passionate about this business, is it there I stop doing it? Like, what this business delivers to me, Is the passion, number one, beyond even the financial gain. The day the passion leaves, honestly, I am done. I'm done. I don't think that day will ever come, but the passion means a lot to me, so I follow the passion. So if the customer can't identify with, with this passion of mine, I mean, let her go. And the truth of the matter is, if you don't follow your passion, it shows, and eventually... That lack of passion rubs off on the customer. The customer really is a fan of your passion. You know, she wants to come and see you all giddy and excited about um, what you do. Um, I was talking about a season where I noticed Mm -hmm. that I could have done a bit more and I I based out on it. So I'm going to share that with you. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit more about this in another topic, but I'll, I'll touch on it here. Now, there was a time when I wanted to explore another side of my creativity. And I designed this dress. Um, it was a lovely dress, but it was a complete departure from my signature pieces and what I was known for. The dress was called the Michelle dress. I've talked about the Michelle dress before, you know, and that dress really meant a lot to me. That's why I keep, you know, talking about it. So so I designed this lovely Michelle dress. And it was a nod to Michelle Obama. So the idea was we designed this dress that we felt Michelle Obama could wear. And we launched it on the day of the inauguration of um, um, President Barack Obama. And I remember it was such a huge hit. Like, my goodness, the dress was such a huge hit. In fact, at some point, I'm going to bring this dress back because it was just such a monstrous hit of a dress anyways so but it was the only one i made of its kind i didn't build a collection around it i didn't build a range i know much better now what i did was i just did this one single dress that was a dot blusher obama and it stood you know on its own so um of course it's got this dress got a lot of popularity and you know, we had people coming to the store for it. So I remember um a young lady came into the store once and she said, Oh please, um, I'd like to get your Michelle dress. And um, of course, you know, we had it available and we, we showed it to her. So she tried it and she said, Okay, you know what? I want this dress and my sister also wants to dress, so I would like to have two, please. So we said, No problem. So we gave her the two dresses. Then she said something which was so interesting. She said to me, do you have other things like this? And I honestly didn't, so um, I knew exactly what she meant. And I said to her, "Well, I can show you other things in the store that I, you might like." But she said, "You don't have anything else within this range." And I said, "No, it's the only one of its kind." So she went through the store. You know, she was a polite. She was polite enough to do that. Um, and she said, "Yeah, so this is the only thing I like." Here. And I said, no problem, she bought the two and she was on her way. I lost a the chance there. The Michelle dress opened my eyes to another kind of customer. I had had other customers who bought the Michelle dress and bought other things as well. You know, don't get me wrong. But this particular customer had said to me, I want a collection. I want a range. I want you to step up. You know, I want you to start doing this as well. You know, I want you to open your brand to another type of customer so you have a wider pool of customers to sell to. And I lost that. I lost that. I did just that Michelle dress, I didn't build a collection around it. I lost my chance because I felt if I should do that, invest my energies on this side of my creativity, or you know, build a range around this. I may lose some of my other customers who were used to um, my signature style. So I decided to stay in my comfort zone, you know, or in a more predictive zone. Um, And I didn't explore that. I lost that opportunity. I lost that opportunity. Till today, we haven't built a range around the Michelle dress. So that is a chance that we still be there. But um, we have corrected that, you know. We now have a system in place where we don't just build um, individual pieces, we build collections, we build ranges so that if you like one thing, you will certainly like at least five other pieces within the collection. You know, that's the way we operate now. But my fear of shedding customers got me stuck, even though there was a clear opportunity to grow and to evolve. You know, so that's the third thing I want you to consider um, in this whole shedding thing. The fear of shedding is going to hold you back, right? But remember that if you do it right, shedding some customers may be the best thing that ever happened to you. Because it allows you to rewrite your narrative, to rewrite who your brand is. So that the next set of customers who are joining your party um, are joining on your terms. They understand what your brand is about. They understand what you're trying to do. They buy into it. They're excited about it. Okay? So um, that's it. So that's it for today. I hope I made sense. I hope you understand. I'm going to write a little bit of a blog on this. Both on Instagram and on my website. So look out for that. Um, My last word is don't be guided by fear. Whatever you do, do not be guided by fear. And know that your business is a platform for you to engage your creativity. That is what God has given you this platform for. It's for you to show off your creativity. It's for you to be passionate. It's for you, it's to to serve you first, you know, and it's that passion That this platform allows you to express, that you can now spread to the world. So don't be afraid. Don't do anything out of fear. You know, I have come to a point in my business where, if my creativity is leading me one way, I follow it. You know, I see through. We have a system in place, of course, to commercialize our passions, but we do not, by any means, um, try and compromise on being passionate. Passion is number one. You know, that should be the same thing for you. Passion is attractive. Passion is good business. Okay? So think about that. Anyway, so that's it. That is it for today. Um, Thank you again for listening and for indulging my very (laughs) sporadic recordings. Um, We will get back to scheduled timing soon. But for now, please indulge me still knee-deep in... um, busyness as well i'm extremely busy but like i said um i will record these episodes once i get a minute once i get a breather i'm jumping in here uh, we have a schedule of topics don't worry but it's just the time to do it once every week that's is my issue so whenever i have a bit of a t- of time i jump on um here to to do a recording because i know some of you are listening and you're eager to hear and I will not want to disappoint you my podcasters you know my subscribers you are on my priority list this year so thank you again for listening please share this episode with anybody who you feel is worried about shedding please send me an email on tomi at to share with me what else you think you want me to talk about what else you want me to share Also, let me know how these episodes have helped you. Your feedback means the world to me and it really encourages me to keep going. Um, Some of you have sent me the most amazing emails, and honestly, it's because of those emails that I am determined to keep going, even when it is not, you know, convenient. You know, I am passionate about this because you have giving me all this feedback and you let me know that what i'm doing on this platform really matters. So let me know, send me an email. Like i said, exclamation is 18 this year. So i have something in store. I'll be talking about it soon. Um, so just look out for that. We'll be talking about that real real real. So we're working on it. It's part of why i'm so busy. Anyway, thank you so very much for listening. I will speak to you again soon i can't tell you when but it will be soon thank you for listening speak to you soon bye